0: Hey everybody, this is uh, Paul Van Horn. This is Benjamin Wesley. Hey,
1: Jerry, the co-driver of the gas Monster again. This is David Smith with King Crunch. Hey, this is Darren Basil. Hey, this is Mark Shrie, the driver of the Devastator Monster Truck. Gary Shutt, dude. Hey, this is Barry Mustala, and you're listening to
2: Y'allMonster.com Beyond the Land picture or a video maybe worth a thousand words, but sometimes bigger stories not always told. We are a program dedicated to telling you those stories with analysts and opinions from those that go beyond the lens. We are AllMonster.com Beyond the Lens.
3: Hello and welcome to this week's edition of AllMonster.com's Beyond the Lens. We are joined this week by Chris Kalen, near the home of Bigfoot in St. Louis, Missouri as well as Ed Horman, also near the home of Bigfoot in O'Fallon, Missouri, and Dawson Hart, near the home of Gravedigger in Nags Head, North Carolina. And, fellas, it was another good weekend. Didn't have quite as many shows as past weekend, but you guys were in St. Louis, and we're going to lead the show off with that. Uh, another fantastic event. A lot of unique things happened there. Why don't you tell us about it?
2: Thank you, Robbie. I'll take it away first. Uh, I just got a few points I want to point out. It was a great event in St. Louis. The track design, which we'll talk about here later, was fantastic for racing and freestyle. But uh, some points I want to make. George Bellhan, you know, last week we talked about him getting his World Finals flag. This week he backed it up again. He got second in racing. And uh, freestyle, he came out first. And ended up being in that hot seat for almost half the field. He did a great job. It was awesome to see George live the first time I got to see him in person. Can't wait to see him again. There was a race between Max D and Air Force Afterburner, which a lot of people think uh, Neil red-lighted. Uh, There's a bit of controversy there. I know that some people have been talking about it on the internet and so on. From my perspective, and the stands, uh, and the video will back this up, is you see the ring around the dome turns green and Neil hits it then. Uh, I was not able to see the light, so I can't comment on that. But eh, it's a little bit of controversy from St. Louis, and Max D ended up going on. Uh, Air Force ended up coming back as fast as those are so all. knows. it wasn't that much of a controversy. People have blown out proportion. Uh, next bit is the first time I was able to see the high maintenance machine built by those great guys over at Concussion Motorsports. That's ConcussionMotorsports.com. I look for big things coming from them, and uh, it's great to hang out with those guys. I want to thank them for that. It was also great to see the high maintenance machine. First time seeing it, like I just said, and uh, she performed very well. Uh, she's still getting used to the bigger floors, and because uh, she's used to the Monster National types type, type uh, smaller arenas, she's now going to Monster Jam, the bigger arenas. So uh, once she figures that out. She's He's going to be a great addition Monster Jam roster. Uh, next, Dennis Anderson. Well, first time seeing him in, in back in St. Louis in a few years, and man, was it a treat. Uh, first, a little bit of bad news. He came out for intros and ended up losing the high gear in his transmission. So Opie, his crew chief for the weekend, ended up uh, bringing the truck to the back and repla- replacing that uh, in time for freestyle, which Dennis came out for freestyle and ended up winning it. And uh to end his freestyle had a heck of a hit on the back end of his truck. Ended up knocking the wind out of him, uh scaring a few people, thinking he might have done something serious. But he was he ended up being okay. Thank the fans for coming and stuff like that. Uh little note there, this is Dennis is eleven for eleven events. Uh eleven consistent events he's won some type of won something, albeit racing or freestyle, but he's 11 for 11. Can he go 12 for 12 next week? We'll find out. Uh, I personally want to thank Andrew Palachko and everyone at Fell Motorsports for letting us enjoy this event and getting us in and getting pictures and stuff like that. Uh, I want to thank the guys over at Concussion Motorsports. ConcussionMotorsports.com. Like I said earlier, I see big things from them. You never know what they're coming out with. They build chassis, they build whatever. You need some parts, contact those guys over there. ConcussionMotorsports.com. I also want to thank all the competitors for putting on a great event.
1: You know, I'm going to hit on a lot of the points that Ed talked about earlier. Um, Great Great runs by both uh, George Bellhan and Dennis Anderson. But another guy I'm going to talk about is Lindsey Wing, who drove Lucas Oil Crusader. Lindsey, your top qualifier in racing, and really was very, very successful on the very, very interesting and unique racing course, which we'll talk about here in a little bit. Um, I did get to see the new Concussion Motorsports chassis with uh, Jocelyn Perrin in high maintenance and would like to say uh, thank you to rich butch tom and everyone else at concussion motorsports had a good conversation with them on saturday and really learned some insight into their operation um also would like to thank the entire group at Fellow motorsports for giving myself ed and josh access this weekend it was a great show um, and another thing i want to hit on it was a point that ed didn't really tell much about and that was that d- Dennis Anderson yet again proving that he is absolutely one of the best monster truck drivers not only in the seat but also with the fans. Usually for a stadium show you have about 4 hours where you'll sign autographs including the VIPs for the total access and for the general public. Usually a driver will be allowed a 1 hour break, you know, take a little nap if he wants, grab something to eat, grab something to drink, walk around. Well, Dennis saw that he had such a line that wrapped almost completely around the stadium, he, did, he forewent that break and signed autographs nonstop for four hours during the pit party in addition to signing for several more hours after the show. Something we usually don't see out of a lot of drivers, but that is something that definitely makes Dennis Anderson definitely a class act in any motorsport.
3: Definitely good points all around, guys. One, a couple things that I wanted to throw in there as well from uh, watching a few of the runs, uh, the videos on the internet and everything. Uh, Dennis Anderson, uh, that last jump looked like a uh, Joe Canuso type. wrenchhead.com at the World Finals two jump, and uh, that chassis is going to need a lot of work before the next weekend. Uh, the other, which segues into my other point, Dustin Brown, Dennis's crew chief, was not in St. Louis. He actually was called into fill in for Dana Creech in Monster Mud at Pittsburgh. But uh, without his main crew guy, uh, Opie stepped in, Dennis's other crew guy, and uh, did a fantastic job getting things switched out so Dennis could rock the house in freestyle. Had one of the best back halves of a freestyle that we've seen in a long time. So
2: congratulations
3: to Dennis Anderson as well as the racing winner, Lindsey Wink. Uh, so we got a great, uh, had a great show there. Look for the pictures uh, up on AllMonster.com real soon from both Ed and Josh Rhodes. And uh, the last point that I wanted to hit on and open this up for discussion was the racing track in St. Louis. It's been a while, but i got to say, finally, we have something resembling a St. Louis-style track in St. Louis. Uh, Feld usually likes to uh, keep the speed up at some of the events, but what I've liked about this year, racing-wise, is that they've mixed it up. Whether it's the uh, you know mid-bowl or whatever you want to call it in San Antonio, or uh, this track that we have here in uh, St. Louis, it was like a modified St. Louis style, almost a figure eight type deal, a dual figure eight. And uh, really cool. I really enjoyed watching that racing. And uh, it was interesting to see. What are your guys' thoughts on uh, the track layouts this year and the one in St. Louis?
0: I've really enjoyed seeing this uh, this variant of uh, St. Louis style that we've seen in some of the baseball stadiums out west, like you know Anaheim and Phoenix and stuff like that. It's. Uh, I'm always a fan of a side by side finish in comparison of Chicago style, where you've got trucks, you know, going in opposite directions. It's kind of hard to follow, you know, at times. But um, really, it's made for some great racing. I think it's really enjoyable for the fans because you have that perspective and being able to see trucks going over a common point side by side. You know, it makes the racing a lot more exciting, in my opinion, and uh, it's a lot easier to watch. And uh, you know, the course, you know, being as technical and challenging as it is. You know, it's fun for the drivers too. I'm sure they were having a lot of fun with that track, and uh, you know, I, I'm hoping to see more of this in the future. Uh, that track layout worked out really well in St. Louis.
2: Dustin, I agree with all your points, here. It was a spectacular track. Uh, my first time being back in the uh, Edward Jones Dome in about two to three years because I didn't really like the way the uh, racing was with the Chicago style. But once I saw, once I got there and saw this new SoCal style, as they're calling it. Um, I was really impressed with it. I absolutely uh, loved racing. Uh, you know, you had your high in, you had your high energy races. You uh, had your close finishes and you had your blow off finishes. So you had everything that you could uh, imagine in a monster truck race uh, there in St. Louis on that given night.
3: Definitely, Chris, You got anything?
1: Uh, yeah, a couple of things, and mainly I'm just going to allude to what uh, Dustin and Ed said earlier. Definitely nice to see a variant of a St. Louis-style course in St. Louis at the Edward Jones Dome. In my opinion, one of the best racing tracks we've seen out of fellow motorsports in an indoor stadium in quite some time. And I know we can't do uh, this type of track at every stadium. Um, It would really allude to some of the larger floor sizes such as St. Louis or maybe Toronto or New Orleans. But it is nice to see some of the indoor stadiums getting some really, really unique racing designs and we saw a lot of great racing action um a race that i would like to allude to is a race from round one that i'm sure some people might have seen on youtube and that was between scott hardsock and gunslinger and lindsey wink driving lucas oil crusader one of the best races i've seen in a long time and you know, with a feld with a felled racing, we haven't really seen super super close side by side racing, and we definitely saw it from my first vantage point. I thought Scott, Scott Hartsock had honestly uh, beaten Lindsey, but after looking at the replay, it was shown that Lindsey did get him, even if it was about by a bumper. And you had your and you had some blowouts. But he also had some really, really good racing, especially from, uh, from George Bellhan, who really, really surprised me with some great racing victories. Lost in the finals to Lindsey Wink, but still a very, very good performance out of George Belhan.
3: George Belhan always great with the fans, has, a, uh, has an identity, actual graphics on the side of his truck and everything. He's really taken to that Mohawk Warrior name. Definitely a good point there. And uh, once again, he is very underrated in racing. I, I believe it's just because he's so spectacular in freestyle and is always at or near the top there that uh, he gets overlooked in racing. And he's been fast on the Vegas course. He's been fast in other in other uh, events as well. And it's good to see him. Uh, you know, hey, sorry, George. Once again, the second place finish in racing. But you know, I'm sure he'll take strong finishes on his way to Vegas. And uh, that's that segues into our next event. We're looking at. The first ever event at Dodger Stadium in Los Angeles. I'm sure that uh, Mother Nature didn't really approve of Monster Jam this weekend. They had about six inches of water and, and mud to work with. So huge mud fest in California. Uh, looked like it hurt attendance a little bit. But we are seeing a continuation of the trend that we've been talking about for weeks now. The person that gets their World Finals flag gets all motivated, motivated or jazzed up or whatever and takes another win. Uh, this, per- this week, that person was Adam Anderson in Gravedigger the Legend taking a freestyle victory. And, uh, you know, the feel for the drivers at all of this, all of these events that are muddy and, you know, just basically crappy as far as, uh, the track, just real hard to work with. There's nothing you can do when you have, you're sitting under six inches of water, trucks are sliding around, it's tough to maneuver something. It's like a cow on skates. So kind of hard to, uh. Maneuver a 10,000 pound monster truck in six inches of water. So, what were your guys' thoughts on that LA event?
0: The race is pretty interesting as well. Uh, you know, despite the conditions, we saw some pretty close races. And um, look at uh, Charlie Pawkin and Gravedigger facing off with Cam McQueen and Nitro Circus. And uh, that one ended up coming down to the wire, almost a bumper to bumper finish there with uh, Charlie Pawkin actually getting hung up on one of the turning cars. Still managed to pull out the win. Um, Another good race involving Charlie Pawkin was uh, against Time Flies and Kelvin Raymer. And those guys, despite you know sliding around and getting crossed up and everything, they were able to keep it very close and another very, very close finish at the end. And uh, the track conditions got progressively worse as the night went on. And racing the final round between Tom Mintz and Charlie Pawkin, it was just sloppy. And uh, those, those guys were all sliding around everywhere. Tom Mintz actually had to throw the truck in a reverse be able to line up for the final jump and uh tom Mintz ended up taking the win there uh adam anderson you know would not give up in freestyle he went on forever and that truck is caked in mud um you know all of these guys went out there they did their best considering the conditions and you know and considering the conditions and the elements they were able to overcome and put on some good shows um you know adam's freestyle was pretty good you know all things considering so you know hopefully by the time they come back next year they'll have you know Better weather and uh, some more fans back in the stands there at the Hydra Stadium.
3: Good call there. Now, we uh, want to do a little bit of a roundup. We're going to touch on a couple of events. One is going to be in Cleveland, Ohio at the Quicken Loans Arena, as well as also London, Ontario, uh, neighbors to the north in Canada. And then we're going to wrap things up with Salt Lake City, Utah. So I'm going to uh, lead things off here with Cleveland, Ohio. And uh, it was basically a, a teammate reunion, if you will. John Zimmer. Uh, of Amsoil Shock Therapy and Carl Van Horn of Gravedigger, formerly of the Amsoil Excalibur machine. They were both teammates for uh, a couple different lengths of years and uh, most recently last year when uh, Carl had a great year in Excalibur and John also took the Amsoil Shock Therapy to the world finals. The things in uh, Beyond the Lens that I want to talk about as far as that this weekend was um, they took five out of the six victories with the uh, The lone racing victory, not named Shock Therapy or Gravedigger, going to Nicole Johnson in the Tasmanian Devil. She's been doing well this year, uh, very aggressive, and uh, picked up a few racing victories. Another person that's done that that isn't in the World Finals lineup, and I feel should be, Amzal Shock Therapy and John Zimmer. Uh, Two final round appearances and one win on the weekend again, uh, has racked up a victory at nearly every event that he's been at this year, so... Here's hoping he's going to get into that Las Vegas field and see what he can do. Uh, also, it was an interesting pairing this weekend. Uh, the normal team scream pairing uh, was not present. It was Brutus and Spike in Cleveland at the uh, Quick and Loans Arena. So, kind of an interesting little switch for them. It was nice to see Steve Kohler get a shot in St. Louis and you know be on a bigger course. And uh, Brutus and uh, Spike also had good weekends there, so... Overall, just a good event in Cleveland. Uh, Carl did a great job in Gravedigger, as usual. And Carl Van Horn is quickly disproving the fact that a CRD chassis can't wheelie. He has set that truck up. It's very obvious he's worked on it, and so is his crew. He set that truck up to be able to do the uh, vertical sky wheelies that he's looking for in the wheelie contest and in freestyle. So, overall, a great event at Quicken Loans Arena. And next up is going to be London. Dustin's going to take you through that
0: one. Well, when we're talking about London, Ontario from this weekend, there's one thing, one name that comes to mind Jeremy Slifko. That kid has got it going on right now. Uh, dominated freestyle this weekend, swept the freestyle events, did a fantastic job in all three of his runs. He's really doing something so different from everybody else when it comes to these small arena floors. He is flat out attacking these courses. Um, you know, he's going through this track faster than most guys do in racing, and uh, he did a fantastic job really working momentum like nobody else. And uh, he's really kind of adapted the Dennis Anderson throttle rhythm and made it his own. And uh, now, you know, you've got two little variations there. We've got Jeremy Slifko uh, throttle you know rhythm and Dennis Anderson throttle rhythm. And, uh, you know, Jeremy's done a fantastic job all around this year. I'm really excited to see what the rest of the year holds for him.
3: Definitely. And don't forget Papa Slifko as well. Andy took a racing victory on Sunday and uh, had some solid freestyles and wheelies as well. So it was good to see him, after a after a bad weekend of wreckage in Miami uh, in racing, come back and uh, release the Demons, get a racing victory on Sunday. Next up, we got Salt Lake City, Utah, where there are a lot of firsts. Why don't you tell us about that, Chris?
1: All right, the last event we we're going to talk about for, for this weekend is Advanced Auto Parts Monster Jam from the Energy Solutions Arena in Salt Lake City, Utah. Pretty good weekend out there for all involved. Um, Would like to give a big props to our very good friend, Bari Musar, driving El Toro Loco to his first ever racing win. Great job for Bari. Also, that was Friday nights. Moving on to Saturday, uh, we'd like to give a big shout out to another good friend here at allmonster.com, Chris Pandarai Driving Ground Pounder to racing wins at both Saturday shows.
3: All right, we are going to finish this week's podcast with another roundtable on the World Finals as we're getting down to the wire here. I've mentioned it a little bit in my Cleveland recap, and we also talked about L.A. where the lone qualifier this weekend, Adam Anderson and Gravedigger the legend. So we're going to go over him real quick and then open the floor for discussion on who we think should be in next and what we think of the event coming up. So, first of all, Adam Anderson, Gravedigger the legend. Uh, i got to say, no surprise. Uh, It would have been crazy if Adam didn't get into the show. Uh, It's about time, and I'm glad that he's in. He's always been a spectacular driver, whether it's racing or freestyle. Has had a good year this year, as Dustin can attest to, from Hampton. So, guys, what are your thoughts on Adam and Gravedigger the legend?
0: Adam's definitely going to be looking for some redemption this year when he goes back to Las Vegas. Um, You know, World Finals ten, he had an unfortunate rollover in the second round of racing, and uh, you know he was unable to continue. Chad Tingler had to take the role of the truck in freestyle, and then last year, you know, unfortunate rollover in racing was able to come back and then run freestyle and only make it one hit. And uh, you know, things just definitely haven't gone as well for Adam this year. Or in past years in Vegas since the World Finals 9 freestyle victory. So, I don't know, maybe he'll bring some good mojo with him this year. Uh, he's actually planning on getting married this year in Las Vegas, so uh, congrats to him and Bree.
3: Yeah, definitely uh, congrats to Adam. And uh, if you think about it, really, he's only had one hit's worth of freestyle since he won the World Championship. I mean, he came out and uh, just caught a bad bounce. He wanted to go big. And uh, he was in a tough situation. Uh, I was at the event. He was just in a tough situation because Charlie Pocken had just thrown down a no-doubter of a freestyle. And uh, he knew he had to go big, so I'm sure that screwed up a lot of guys' plans, including his, as far as freestyle goes. Adam's been on the other end of that stick, though, as he won his world championship with another no-doubter of a freestyle. So, good to see him uh, in the Vegas lineup. Okay, guys, and if you remember last week, we talked about who the six drivers were that we should... We thought should be in the world finals uh, to round out the field. As I was thinking about that from last week, I thought, you know, what if they expand the field? What if what if we're talking about five drivers that should be in and it actually ends up being six, seven, eight that end up having a shot to get in? Do you guys think it would be doable? Do you guys think it would be feasible to expand the field to something like, I don't know, 28 trucks?
2: I definitely see it feasible. I mean, why wouldn't they expand it? We have so many guys that deserve to be there this year and in previous years, and we've heard the fans say, hey, we want more trucks there. And and this seems like the year that Fels Motorsports as a whole has been listening to the fans more and more, let it be with the tracks and trucks and so on like that. So I definitely could see them expanding the field to, you know, pick a number and be there.
0: I'm not sure, guys. I mean, really, that's something that you would probably – they, you would think that they would probably have announced by something like that by now, but maybe they're holding off. Maybe they're looking to surprise everybody when it comes down to the last couple of weeks where we're seeing the last few picks. Um, you know, anything is possible, but I don't know if that'll happen this year. I would love to see the field expand to something like 28 or 38 trucks, or 32 trucks, but. I don't know if it'll happen this year. Um, Maybe next year. Maybe. Who knows? We'll see what the future holds in Las Vegas.
3: Definitely good points. You know, I would like to see the field expanded to something like 28 trucks or have a little bit more fan participation as far as who makes it. Uh, I did hear that they are going to announce one of the world finalists on Facebook at some point before the world final. So that'll be interesting. But, uh, you know, I'm just interested to see who these last five are, if it ends up being the last five uh like I said I mentioned you know John Zimmer and Amzal shock therapy and Jeremy Slifko and backdraft I'd be very surprised and and honestly rather upset if neither one of those guys made it and uh I think that if if neither one of those guys makes it I want to see the people that make it ahead of them uh and if we're talking about just straight up wins and victories things like that uh their track record matches up against any of the other guys in the field so we're gonna see but uh Overall, I'm looking forward to Vegas. I'm looking forward to the rest of the events this year. And I uh, want to thank everybody for getting on and uh, checking out the AllMonster.com Beyond the Lens. I also wanted to read a comment from our Facebook page. We actually had somebody get on there and uh, message us about the weekend that was in Monster Trucks. So. and The comment comes from Ryan Roberts. He says, I'm going to brag on your clients. Stone Crusher and Mopar were awesome in Memphis. Steve Sims gave the longest indie freestyle ever seen at FedEx Forum, for and if Morgan Kane sticks with it, he will have a great career with this. Honestly, I see him going a Jeremy Slifko route. Also, both trucks made it to the finals each night, with Sims taking both wins. Yeah, definitely, Ryan. That was a uh, good weekend for Monster Trucks Unlimited. That's another guy that we need to throw in that discussion as far as people that should make it. You know, uh, Steve Sims has had a spectacular season and very consistent in addition to taking victories. If he hasn't won, he's been right at or near the top in that new Stone Crusher ride. Morgan Kane also has shown progression during this season in Mopar Magic, and uh, we're really happy to see that. I definitely agree with the analogy about Jeremy Slifko. Uh, Morgan has shown some promise, and uh, if he gets that truck the way that he wants it, uh, Dustin has talked to him at various shows. He wants that truck to fly. He actually wants that truck to do the big air, land safely, and continue running. He's had some breakage this year, but uh, I think he's going to try and progress that truck as far as the technology, uh, more to less with the uh, the huge sky wheelies and the slap wheelies and the rough rougher suspension that we saw when Ricky only drove it. He wants that truck to fly more, more do more so what Stone Crusher's doing. So definitely appreciate that comment. We want to invite you guys to comment. Who do you guys think should be the last five guys in the World Finals? What do you think about the shows? What do you think about the shows coming up? We'd love to hear from you. Go on to Facebook.com, type in your search bar, AllMonster.com, on track, and you will see us here at Beyond the Lens. I want to thank everybody for chipping in on the podcast this week, and we hope to see you next week on AllMonster.com's Beyond the Lens.
2: That's it for this edition of the AllMonster.com Beyond the Lens. On behalf of everyone here at the show, please tune in next time and thank you.